Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Totally Indian Football Show. A disclaimer in this to start, uh, we are doing this as you know the last two episodes have been from Bangalore and I'm continuing to be in the city and bringing you some exclusive uh, stories out of the city as well. So we are here, you know, doing this episode from a WeWork space. So you may hear some chatter and some noise around, but I hope that the editor has done a good job, which he always does to make sure that you're listening to a great output of our show. Now let me welcome the guest. Uh, most of us know. him as one of the team members or the one behind this performance analysis place called sports kpi and uh, it's not a new thing that uh, for for any of us in in the sporting sector especially in indian football so i have the founder and ceo uh, navin i would not want to take the second name no you know no. i don't want to take it wrong uh, but i still try navin ningaya ningaya yeah. right navin thank you so much for joining me and uh, for all the hassle that you went through to get this episode done uh, really appreciate that and finally we get to do this after a lot of uh, i think chats over whatsapp and finally we are here so so yeah let's get started right and it's been 8 plus years but if you can also tell us how how many years has it exactly been one is that second i don't want to you know take you back all the way from from the start because i'm sure you've done many shows many interviews but how has your experience been so far and when you started off i'm sure there wasn't much a chatter about uh analysis about data and i think it's still a new thing we yeah, consider yeah, in indian yeah. football at least uh so if you can take us through the graph and your personal journey and experience through it uh thanks siju uh, for getting me in and uh, thanks for you to call come all the way out here and try to sneak in your time to get through this particular place as well uh yeah it was awesome to you know in order to you know interact with you i think we we converse before on whatsapp and then good to see meet you in person in saf cup as well okay so getting back to sports kpi it's been uh, quite a journey uh, because i think as a company was incorporated the late uh, maybe the end of 2015 but prior to that i started my career uh, working with uh, bengaluru fc uh, as a as an maybe an intern volunteer in the analytical department over there so that's the first time when ashley west student pradyum reddy when 2013 when bfc became a champion the first year of their i league is when i got a chance to you know understand and work with them uh so ashley brought in a lot of systems and uh, softwares in picture to uh, start looking at you know how to analyze a game what happens in a pre game what to do in a post game so it's to be part of those meetings so th- that was more like an volunteer internship uh, kind of a work which i was doing along with my corporate it background and that helped me to you know start something to understand the market uh, maybe to understand what how does it typically run right Uh, then went on to work with uh, Mumbai City FC at the first year of ISL as an analyst over there. Uh, took a sabbatical from my corporate uh, job and then did that over there. And then we worked with FC Goa Northeast. And, and it's been quite a good journey to understand the football uh, uh, ecosystem. Uh, work with uh, great coaches, Indian and foreign coaches out there, and also a lot of players. I'm actually so what I really believe is. once you start working with them you build up a good relationship with those people right so uh, so that's what i really value uh, being in the sports industry so far and i really enjoy always connecting with the fan uh, coaches players understanding the challenges and what really uh, brings up uh, for them in order and also how we can help them in order to make their job or their life much easier on the ground and off the ground there was a great uh, i mean intro to in terms of how your uh, scale kind of when graph looks like 
Uh, but circling back to the question of how do you think has it changed over the period with regards to data and numbers? Yeah. Today we all look at, and as you mentioned, you know, for you to interact with coaches and players, everyone is taking that leap of saying, okay, we need to understand data. We need to understand the science part of the sport to probably get better on the pitch. So if you can, from the time that you started personally and then with Sports KPI, how has it grown or evolved or are we there yet? See, uh, we have grown definitely yes i mean a lot of uh, growth has taken place i think my journey started off in the indian football is when even bfc was not even formed you know it was hl the first time when i was like i want to watch a game of football was hl was playing from bangalore and i league team and then i was to go and watch those games out there and i also remember like you know time when a, when if you want to collect the data of an I-League match, so there's nothing available except for the score lines. And we used to go and read goal.com and find out uh, who played minutes, who was a goal scorer, who passed the ball so that he became assist over there. So that is what we used to start collecting that information. But if you see now, at least uh, maybe there are Instats or other uh, product which actually has some data points over there. And that has been much more easy and accessible as well. Okay, a lot of games are being streamed or also it has been live on TV also. So it helps a lot of analysts or the data companies like us also to collect a lot of numbers out there. Okay, and uh, coming back to where that has been used, you know, so I think uh, data has been there. So obviously it's how you read the data, uh, how you make insights of the data and what has been useful at that point of time. So there are coaches who are quite old school. There are coaches who are actually trying to adapt uh, the new set of things as well. But from a point of uh, like a scouting to filter out the players and trying to find out the best of the players out there. So those, uh, the data has actually gone in roads in order to make sure that can happen. But I'm sure like there's a lot more things which can be done in future. But I see a, a great future. Uh, another factor is a lot of young coaches are coming into their actual, uh, into the game. There are a lot of C license, pro license, A license coaches who now are able to understand this kind of information and able to take this forward, right? So, so that is something which is very optimistic for us to say that, okay, the new young coaches are able to understand these concepts and able to take that into the next level over there. You mentioned that you started off with BFC, right? And uh, I mean, the start that they've had in the first season itself was, I think, uh, a lot of reasons because of the way they flourished uh, even t till today, right? Uh, so when you circle back to Ashley Westwood and Pradyum, two great minds over there, I mean, both of them of which we got to know after the first season. Today, now we look back and say, okay, how they are really great and they have that in-depth knowledge. So working closely with them and you starting out into this field, how was that experience like and what is it that you gained even from their knowledge to say that, okay, this is what they need and this is how I need to kind of shape around what the coach's needs are and what the player's needs are? Because uh, sometimes you can also be overwhelmed that, okay, I have so much data, I have so much number, let's work around this and let's impress people. But then uh, if it's not catered to the needs of the people that you are actually going to present it to, uh, it would be a lot of waste of you know effort you put into. So what was that probably few things that you learned saying okay this is how I need to approach and this is how I not need to go about it yeah so working with Ashley so you know that's a point when I was coming from a corporate uh, background like working in a corporate uh, industry so uh, didn't really know what really happens on the ground uh, what is expectation what is the structure and everything so Ashley was the one who was most of a uh, like a disciplined coach I would say you know he was the one who got in uh, the software which has been needed so the one he was using in England and uh, how to use that particular software out there 
and Pradyum had a lot of information about the Indian players. So he himself had a lot of data points which is to churn out or maybe uh, collect information to, in order to bring that particular thing. What I understood was, you know, how do you prepare for a game before, prior to the match? Let's say you do a pre-match analysis, right? So typically, what is that you're going to communicate upon? How much you're going to work on your set pieces? I think if you see in the first year BFC, we're very good in set pieces, very unique set pieces they've been able to work upon. So they have to uh, communicate that uh, over a video sessions as well. I remember even in the halftime, it was the first time I was able to go in the halftime and understand what the coach really talks to the players and we did show some videos out there it was a very right right now i think it's a much much more structured better way uh, it's done much more better way but that's just something which i kind of learned around that second is also in terms of uh, what happens in the post match game whether you won the game you remember there's a player called toy singh you know used to be from northeast and the way you know uh, the cash is to communicate the message which he wants to perceive uh, to communicate to the players is that really you know brought it to me to understand how the structure of that analysis comes into picture uh, there are a few data points which they were interested upon and but however we also wanted to understand more on the video perspective which has to be given out over there and pradyum is a, a class apart i mean uh, he understands the data how to make use of it, how to take out inside out of that particular information, even from signing players as well. Okay, so there were a couple of projects we did with Pradyum even after uh, BFC days as well. Uh, but just to understand his, his brain out and understand how the way he thinks through what information comes in, I think I still, uh, you know, make use of that uh, learnings and ideas from there in order to make sure that, okay, we, we can service to other clients also better. And just like you mentioned, like, you know, the understanding uh, of the first half and the post-match and stuff. Uh, I just wanted to probably be a bit curious enough to... A game has happened. The first half, there's a team talk happening. Um, while the first half was happening, you were doing your job, right? Recording the video and also understanding. Take me through the process of what actually do you do while the game is on apart from recording because if there is there something that you also have to present in the first after mm-hmm. that at the half time is that a demand from the coach so that the coach can probably back up with data of why is he saying someone you know to a player if he wants some more improvement or what needs to be changed so how do you then maneuver because you don't have much time one is you are watching the game uh, and then how fast is should your output be in that you know till the team half time talk yeah, that's a great question. I mean, uh, <laughs> I love that part. So uh, it varies from coach to coach. Okay, I mean, typically, what I understood or what I've experienced working in multiple teams out there is you got like it's a twenty minutes break, right? So typically, the first ten minutes goes through when the player comes in and he kind of takes some rest, have some water. His heart rate has to be, you know, like come back to the as a normal, and also the physio works on that particular thing. And then the next 10 minutes is what the coach wants to update. And that specific moment has to be very much like a point-to-point basis. Okay, are we bringing in substitution? How are we playing? What is the opponent is doing it? Or what is that we're supposed to change right now? Like, you know, for the players, it has to be very specific for them to say one, two, three points. And then, okay, we are going into that game, right? So in that 10 minutes, when when the team is trying to take a break or take a physios working on the players and everything, that is when... Uh, so while we are watching the game a person will be recording or nowadays we what we call this real time analysis what we do we understand and we collect some few aspects of the games okay where the attacks coming from okay what do they do in the set pieces okay are there more shots coming from the right hand side or left hand side of it okay one of the very important factor which I really 
understood from a, one of the Australian coach who actually was, I mean, he was there for a small period of time with BFC at that point of time. He currently works with Perth Glory uh, in, in Australia. What he taught me over there is something called as a goalkeeper distribution. Okay. So he says that the first mode of attack for any goalkeeper is to look at his track his distribution. Okay. And we used to do pretty much everything on pen and paper uh, way back at that point of time. So we started to make the arrows where the goalkeeper is distributing. Okay. Either he plays from the back. If you see Gurpreet now, he plays from the back and the builder from there or he typically shoots a ball somewhere to the half line maybe to the left or right hand side of it so whom is it targeting and how many times has it done right or done left so just to have a paper with a colorful pen if it's a green it means okay it's a good pass then red so that is to tell us that okay this is where the first mode of their attack is okay then what happens right so these are the information which we used to pick up and i remember uh, the current analyst who was currently with bfc way back so we started working like so he became a full-time and i was more of an intern and working with them so uh, we used to go together in the half time uh, give those few inputs maybe to pradyum as an assistant coach and he can communicate that well better to uh, ashley you know as a coach over there and if and the coach is to ask us is to record the game and is to note down at what moment any specific thing happened that right? maybe a goal was scored or there was a shot being taken or the offside was not given or something of that sort and Ashley used to ask us to like you know why don't you just play that a specific video so uh, that is when you know Ashley asked us to uh, showcase that particular video and explain to the player but that particular 10 minutes is very very you know uh, very tight wherein I don't know all coaches would love to showcase a video and everything but most of the communication typically happens at that point of time so that is something is what I understood in the half time and this thing but whatever you try to uh, gauge from the game or analyze from the game how you can communicate that to the coach is very important because the coach himself has been standing on the dugout for like those 45 minutes. He has a lot of information on his head, what he has observed. The assistant coach would have a lot of information on his head to put across over there. And you can't go ahead and then put all those information. So you have to either filter out that what is more important and then keep that very specific for the coach for him to focus upon if he wants to communicate that to the players or not. So now coming to the point of continuing to, you know, sticking to this particular point that we're talking about, uh, does the coach uh, mention it to you? Do you have a conversation before a game uh, where he asks you to say, you know, this is where you need to focus on. This is where I actually need your help in. And uh, maybe in the first half, this is where you can focus and tell me and, you know, get back to me in the so that I can present that in the halftime. Does that work or what's the conversation like with a coach uh, before a match day? Yeah, as I said, I mean, not every coach would love to have your feedback, uh, uh, you know, in the halftime, okay, because a lot of things going on. And what I would say from my experiences is how you build relationship with the coach is very important. You can't be like just working for a couple of months and you feel that, uh, you know, you have all the information to give. Uh, everyone is different. Every coach has his own philosophy of working. So that relationship is very important. As you work for a longer period of time, you typically understand what's expectation. When should I be able to speak to him? When should I not be able to speak to him should I be part of the meetings or not so those things will come into picture and uh, typically yes so even if you have any queries and understanding you you ask the coach coach what exactly you're looking for you know is it something I can work upon uh, uh, like you know I think one of the time I think I asked Ashley was you know where he wants to look at whether which side of the attacks are coming from Okay, or are we are we uh, retaining a second ball once the goalkeeper done a distribution? Are we winning the second balls or not? So the key 
two or three things which they're very specific because that's what can be done in the real time when the game is happening. There are so many things happening around and that's what we communicate. But post the game gets finished, then a lot more data points and KPIs which we work upon and which can be presented the next day as a analysis session with the coaches out there. Sometimes if you're not clear that, okay, what exactly the coach uh, would expect you for doing it, so then you can actually either ask him or you can showcase some of the work you have done in order to say this is what coach is what I can provide you and would you be interested on this thing so maybe in that case you would come and filter out that particular information coming out for that particular thing because for me I also worked with Zico uh, with uh, you know the Brazilian legend uh, in the second season of ISL we we, we we ended up become a we lost in the finals we become runners up out there so he he has a very different kind of an, as a coach from Ashley right so he was more keen on uh, I think he was a great uh, man management or people management person. I mean, he understood the players very well. He gave them a lot of freedom. Uh, and, and that's why I think the success for the second season of ISL is goes the way he was able to uh, keep the players together. You know, uh, maybe his communication was not a great. He, was, he used to have a translator out there. But still, he didn't push too much on the data and numbers. But he knew what to be communicated before a game and after the game. And I really enjoyed that working with him also to understand different aspect of a coach over there. Uh, but typically, to answer your question, halftime, either you know exactly what the coach will request for. Even if you're not sure, uh, please like speak to the coach and then understand. If not, if there's a coach who's from an international or maybe a foreign coach, then try to build up to understand from assistant coach what exactly you want to communicate. So if as an analyst, we might speak to in numbers or this thing, maybe the assistant coach can communicate that into a you know, footballing language, which the head coach can understand that part. Right. Now, I think I've asked uh, this to uh, another guest that we had, Meet Mandavia, who's also an analyst, where I've asked him about, um, you know, him when he interacts with players how informative and how educative are they with regards to these because I'm sure players these days want to know uh, how are they performing want to know the numbers and data and all of that right? to even rate their performance and fitness levels so have you, when you closely work with players and when you take these data with them uh, how keen are they to know one and second how much do they understand or how much are they interested to understand this aspect of the game as well yeah, this is a very good question uh, as well. So I worked with many players and still I, I, I kind of uh, have a good relationship with them uh, even after non, I mean, way back when I asked to work, um, some of them have also been retired out there. So I would not say all players are very much keen. Okay, there are players whom you have to choose uh, or maybe who, who gives you some kind of an... Uh, uh, you know, kind of an uh, gesture, an idea that, okay, this guy might be interested upon, uh, then speak to them and build a relationship with that particular person. Uh, typically, it used to be like, I used to work a lot with goalkeeper coaches, a lot of goalkeepers, and I used to understand and show them that prior to the game, okay, so it's like, you know, let's say the strikers are taking the ball, or we're going to play against an opponent, where does it typically take shots from, how has it taken it, what kind of goals the other team have scored upon, uh, so we should do those kind of uh, in, insights into that information. Second, also in terms of their distribution of the passes which is to do, uh, majorly because whether it's player or a coach, what I understand is it's 70% is around video okay data is something which will help you to filter out the information in order to show what video i need to showcase to them okay you, you might go and say that okay you got 70 percent distribution or you got stoppage percent of 60 percent 80 whatever it is but the thing is if you can show a video to them they try to understand where exactly that particular information is i, I would like to also name i would not like to name the person but it is to happen with one of the players 
just the game is to get over maybe around what 10 30 at night we used to reach hotel at 11 30 and this guy used to tell me but i mean whatever time it happens i want to watch my game this was after the post game and even if it's two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning you come wake me up give me that video which i want to watch because we used to render it or you know edit some few things and provide him and this guy wants to watch the entire video out there even while trying to fly you know while traveling he used to make me sit next to him and then he wants to watch the video on my laptop so he was such uh, in detail of that particular person so i picked up guys who were actually was very keen there are people who might not be that very keen so we didn't push so much over there. And what really happens is when you get to confidence of one player or one senior player over there, he kind of communicates that to other people also. So that helps us to do it. And it's also the case not in football when we work in Kabaddi as well, a lot of players whom we work with. But yes, not everyone, but there are a few people whom we want to choose and understand the game also from their perspective. Okay, because an analyst will always think from his point of view, from data, video, but then the, the the player will tell you why it was done in that particular way. What was the context for doing that particular job? So that becomes very, very important for us to do it. Now, we also see a lot of things changing in football in generally. I mean, we call the modern football and there are a lot of uh, the coaching staff also gets bigger uh, with a lot of additions to help the coach get the team better, right? So one of the aspects that we also slowly seeing in Indian football is the strength and conditioning coach, right? Now, even there, I'm sure data really helps them, right? So it's not just the coach or the assistant coach, but at the same, these guys who are making sure the fitness levels are good and, you know, their performance rates are good. I think it's key also that, you know, they get to know how much are they pushing or how much they aren't pushing. Mm -hmm. So when someone like in the space, like we know, I mean, we're in Bangalore and we've had Chelsea on the show who really closely works with players. So as someone like a strength and conditioning coach, then how does your relation with that particular person be? And uh, what are their demands and what are their needs and how do you cater to that? Yeah. So uh, it's all, as I said, it's, it's a support staff, right? So we are all uh, support to the head coach or the team so that we can support them and make them to perform better. So some of the key aspects, one is obviously a strength and conditioning coach, other aspect is a physio, all right? So the difference what I've heard from people or maybe from the SNC coaches that SNC is someone who's going to keep the player fresh for the season. So make sure that they don't get injured. Physio is the one responsibility for him to bring back from the injury and give the player to the coach so that they can play again better. That's a two big difference which comes in the picture. SNC has become very important in, in, in the aspect of understanding the game or on the this thing. I, even from the days of Ashley Westworld at BFC, a lot of emphasis was given on uh, SNC. A lot of international SNC uh, coach had come down here. Then there was to implement a lot more uh, technology also into picture. Another key technology right now, I think what people use in ISL also is the GPS devices, okay? Uh, typically to understand what we call it as a loading, a load on a player, you know? So more the, or maybe higher the consistency or the load keeps increasing, it leads to an injury and that's when the player can't get to play. And uh, so that's something which you want to avoid. So how much is the player taking the load, right? Uh, there could be a player of a uh, 21 years old or there could be a player at 35 years old or 33 years old. The training works very differently for them because the body has to take a different type of a load over there. So the data comes in where when you use those devices to get an, what you call as an external load information is what you can understand from that particular information. So most of the analysts, even in ISL team right now, uh, to extract the data from the GPS devices was done by the analyst. 
to interpret the data is done by the SNC coach and based on which they will start putting their training sessions and everything. So typically that's where we interact a lot more with SNC coach to what exactly is the load of a player and everything. A lot more work to be done from a scientific way of doing it. Okay, there are a lot of SNC good coaches who are actually doing that. But understanding the data of a fitness of a player is very, very important out there. And the same thing also goes with the physiotherapist also. Say, how did the injury happen? Uh, sometimes it is because of a clash of two particular player, because of uh, the knee got twisted out there. So they ask also come and ask us the videos to identify how what really happened. Then the severity of that injury can be addressed by watching that particular video as well. So SNC also getting more data oriented as well. And to understand that how can I reduce the injury and how do I keep my players fit for a longer period of time. Now, I think that's a lot of talk about data analysis okay. and performance-driven stuff, right? Let's come to the point because you guys are no more just doing analysis and talking about data. You guys are getting into broadcast, sports content, and also I think something that really attracts me is the sports education courses, which you're also training upcoming you know, talent who want to work in this field and also educate them. Uh, I think sharing knowledge always kind of catches people's eye because you know it and then you know you want to share. But before, I think that could probably, I would say, would probably want come naturally to you with regards to, you know, teaching the younger uh, crowd or the potential upcoming people because there is a demand and you need to uh, cater to that. But how did you want to or what made you uh, get into broadcasting? And because since then you have taken multiple projects and there are multiple projects in the bank as well. So if you can take us through how, how uh, this happened and uh, was it like a decision taken by collectively by the team or something? again a demand and then you want to cater to that I think Kasiju, my my point of view has always been demand. Okay, so I mean, I understood what's been there. I mean, even if you say analysis, we worked with uh, BFC, understood what they were doing it. I think not many clubs at that point of time even knew how it was to be done. Understood that why it can't be catered to all other teams out there as a service kind of a model. Then we tried pitching into multiple people, and then we started doing some business out there. Second, again, this brings up a you know, broadcasting point of view, right? So it's, it's a very interesting aspect when, uh, I'll give a small story around it. Actually, this was something which we are doing for uh, uh, Karnataka. KSF has got a very nice youth league system, okay, under 17, under 14, I play. I mean, credit to the association, you know, the way they conduct it and everything. So there was a time where, I think pre-COVID, uh, just a, I think close to a COVID point of time, so where we said we want to record those games, and we want to analyze or collect some data points. So who is a young player coming up? Because that's where we thought, okay, you know, the next level of footballers will come from that particular thing as well. So at that point of time, we just knew how to record a game. Okay. And as an analyst, I've been recording a game with a single camera to get a view of a, a kind of a, a wide angle view to understand all the players. So we knew that. But how exactly a broadcasting happens is something which was out of our understanding. We tried ourselves to uh, come and, you know, connect that to the system and do all the stuff, which was never our kind of a game. So uh, later on, at least, but there was a need for any association to at least broadcast their games live. Uh, obviously, in post-COVID or during COVID, a lot of fans would not come to the stadium and they would like to watch that games out there. It so happened that one of the leagues in Karnataka was getting uh, streamed and I kind of, you know, watching the game, uh, got in touch with a few vendors who were actually able to do it, we're doing in Karnataka, uh, understood, sat with them, understood what exactly really comes in. Then I said, why don't we do it together? You know, I'll get some, uh, you know, some of the broadcasting project and see how it can happen. So the very first pro broadcasting, I'm very happy to say that it was a women's uh, nationals uh, which happened in Calicut. 
uh, we were very new to this uh, didn't even understand what exactly is needed uh, how you need commentators you need graphic guys you need a, you need to be producer and you need to have a, s a director and a lot more components into the game uh, slowly understood that particular th thing then we did a very good project from in kerala for the santosh trophy uh, which was in malapuram uh, we stayed for almost like 20 days over there Again, very new, five cam setup. But the best part, you know, the finals, which was between Kerala and uh, uh, West Bengal. Uh, okay, we had like one lakh view on YouTube, one lakh on uh, Facebook. And that was a time at eight o'clock when this IPL is also going on at that point of time. This was, a, I mean, a great experience. So slowly understood, okay, this is something is a need for everyone. You know, every association would need it. Previously, since our product or service was only on performance analysis our uh, stakeholders were typically teams clubs and coaches now when we start doing this productivity we start interacting with more with uh, uh, the you know, association and to understand what exactly they need and everything so now thankfully at least we are able to do for a lot of football games uh, then the other thing is reliance came up uh, rfyl uh, so i think they have a youth system they did at school and colleges and that's something close to 330 odd games in 21 cities uh, obviously we didn't know how to execute uh, that's what entrepreneurship is all about you, you figure it out on the way and we're able to go and execute it so we did like five five different venues at the same time all being streamed and that's something as kudos to my team also in terms of the way they were able to cater that uh, particular uh, tournament as well so now we have understood okay and in terms of what what is in better we're not like the ones where uh, we can do an ipl or an isl thing we're not getting into that but we want to bring a lot of content to the fan that's our uh, motto and while you can bring the content it also helps you to collect data points scout players more information will content will also start creating over there okay and then because we come from a data analytics company we said what is that we can put out on the on the broadcast like a real-time data points or insights for the fans which you might also see in isl uh, footages also and and that we start implementing hey, why don't we do that for a, a local association talk about who those players are uh, or maybe give them you know the last time they have won against with what margins are so we start bringing fan stories out there so we're trying to integrate more of data in a real-time broadcast also so uh, it's been a great journey because we can see the connect between a broadcast and analysis because you need a video content to create an analysis for that and also the broadcast itself has been a need for everyone in order to identify talent showcase the content so that's something which we're coming in and i'm sure there are a lot of opportunities out there and it's, it's a quite a, uh, a quite a big market and in terms of university schools uh, associations or even as you and then multiple sports you can actually do upon that so broadcast has been a great journey it, it takes a lot of effort on the field a lot of things a lot of moving parts has to work together okay the internet power supply the association guys cameras to work on time graphics commentators uh, and everything i mean so that is something which you have to make sure that everything goes well in order to make sure the the, the stream is live Finally, coming to the last two questions, I'll club them together. One is, how has the response to the courses been? You know, and uh, how do you kind of, is there a team that sits down and says, this is the curriculum and, you know, I have seen some of the experts, like, you know, you have Pradeem on board and everything. Uh, but how has the response been to these courses? And secondly, what can we expect more in the coming years from Sports KPI? Yeah, uh, so from sports education point of view, uh, so just to give you some uh, details behind. So this is something which which I would say, which made us survive during COVID. 
you know there was a tough time for any sports companies because there was nothing sports being played uh, one is that what we do content also was there because some games are being played before uh, but what we did during covid was that hey we have information we have some knowledge of working there the lot of people wants to become a sports analyst or maybe a football analyst or kabaddi analyst and no one knows how to go behind this particular thing and let, let let's create that knowledge and communicate that particular information so we start doing that and with our own ways of uh, you know putting a curriculum doing sessions over the weekends or maybe on the on the evenings and everyone wanted to get into that so likewise we did multiple uh, session we built a small community of people who have done this courses uh, we gave their own internship for them and a lot of people who did our course are now with as analysts for different different clubs out there I'm very happy to say that okay at least we were able to cater to that marketing market needs as well now when that happened and once the covid uh, got reduced and you know market opened up we started looking at expanding ourselves from broadcasting for analysis or data and those kind of format and now we kept on getting a lot of request you know hey when navin when is the next course coming up are you still doing sports analytics is going to be offline or online previously it was just online in covid now people wants an offline kind of a course and uh, we kept on getting that calls and information i felt hey there is something a need for it then also i figured out that what is the value of that certificate if you can create that right if a sports kpi affiliating that particular certificate it's great but however if it comes from a university or with an association or something so we we spend some time in order to tie up with some university out there so that actually the certificate has got a good value out there when you go into the market and maybe in india you need that right that we did so we are again relaunching a lot of courses now uh, maybe you'll start hearing in next uh, couple of weeks and uh, we, we it's not only designated towards uh, only in analytics as a as a subjects we're looking at sports in general okay i'm looking at some of the areas like sports broadcasting how do i get into that if i want to become a good commentator uh, what sports commentary all is about so how can i become a sports commentator and then get him a, a job out there uh, looking at sports retail maybe so there are multiple aspects of the curriculum which we have actually uh, you know or maybe courses we have figured it out and based on the needs of the market based on what exactly has to be required we'll start bringing up on and one good thing what we have done is we have approached to get into to be certified by or affiliated by a university and also we have actually onboarded some of the people from academic background who have run courses for so many years they know what credits are what has to be given this thing because we bring in the industry understanding but they understand how the academic course has to be run in that particular mode so we are trying to see how that can be done in that particular way Well, since you mentioned all those aspects, I hope podcast also becomes one of the topics <laughs> as well, where you can cater to the needs. But uh, I think overall, what you guys have been doing from the start until now, it's it's been a lot of learning for you guys, as as, as when I see from outside, and. and whatever you've learned you've not just want to stack it up and saying this is for me but i want to share this out there so i think that's a commendable thing where a lot of things yes you see the demand but you're also catering to the needs of of that so knowing thank you so much for this uh, time for taking out time and doing this i think this was really fun to have and also to see that you know i was couple of uh, episodes initially you've done with many other publications as well i was just taking a look at it and i'm like I was thinking, am I too late to do this? It's all been done. Will I be repeating my questions? But when I looked at the things that you've done since then, I think this was a great time to do it. Uh, also, focus on the other aspects that you're looking at as well. So, thank you so much once again, and best wishes. And hopefully, uh, we can speak sometime, you know, down the years as well about it. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Ijo. I think it's great. I think the one, the the way you are doing humans of Indian football. Uh, 
great stuff. Uh, I've been hearing most of your work with a lot of other experts uh, you've been talking to. Uh, I mean, I can see this is where I think the best part of this is like a small community of uh, people who are sports enthusiasts who want to do something for the... That's where I came in. And you know, I'm like, what, I can, what can I do for the sports industry or how can I enter to that market? So everyone's pitching in. Uh, thanks for coming all the way and then, you know, doing this particular work. It is good that I'm able to share some of the work we have been doing across. And uh, sports is the only thing that's binding us, you know, in terms of what we have been doing. That's the only thing that's making us to take this forward for a longer period of time and sustain this for a longer period of time. And I'm, I'm so fortunate enough to, you know, having a conversation with you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for the kind words. And I must tell the listeners that you make sure you listen to our episodes, our podcasts, and especially this one. We've been, I think both my guest and myself have painstakingly taken this. If, if I had to give you a behind the scenes of the things that we had to do. But hopefully when you listen to this, you are not, uh, you know, thinking about all the disturbances, but you're enjoying this episode and also following up Naveen and Sports KPI. And if you're someone, you know, thinking of analysis and performance and all of those things, you know where to uh, and want to learn, you know where to hit. Uh, Naveen is available on LinkedIn as well so you know he's just a DM away so thank you once again Naveen and thanks to all the lovely listeners uh, we are a podcast available on all, on all the leading audio platforms so do follow and subscribe wherever you like to listen to them uh, thank you so much this is the Totally Indian Football Show probably some more episodes from the Bangalore City uh, so yeah stay tuned for that and thank you once again <laughs>